Welcome to the Fearfully and Wonderfully Me podcast, a podcast designed to help you increase your influence, develop your leadership, and maximize your results. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's episode on Leadership Gems for Women. We're talking all about passion today. And I get a little fired up when I talk about this because I look around and so many people don't have passion for what they're doing. They don't have passion in their lives. And let me tell you, very successful women who achieve great things have passion. They make things happen and you cannot achieve something extraordinary without passion because passion is the the spark, right? That ignites your soul and gives you energy long beyond the point where you would otherwise quit. You can't buy passion. It's, it's priceless. And leaders who are passionate inspire others to work harder and and to dream bigger and reach their own potential because people want to follow a passionate leader who cares about what they're doing and why they're doing it. Uh, You can think of some leaders throughout history. Let's Let's just pick one, for example. Martin Luther King Jr. Can you imagine the difference in what he did and what he was able to accomplish and so many people that he was able to inspire through his actions, even, you know, as a pacifist, as nonviolence, you know, was one of the things that he really held, held firm. And in trying to go about social change in a nonviolent way, but can you imagine the difference between what he was able to accomplish Versus what he would not have been able to accomplish if he didn't have passion for what he was doing, right? Let me tell you, you have to have passion to do what he did because, you know, he paid such a a heavy personal price for what he was doing, for what he was standing up for and believing in, right? If he didn't have passion, he wouldn't have been willing to make the sacrifice to pay that personal price. Mother Teresa is someone else that um, really comes to mind when I think of passion because, she had so much passion for the work that she felt called to do. And I read um, one of the books, uh, not necessarily written by her, but it was a collection of her letters and some of her journaling and, and things like that. So you really kind of got an inside perspective through her letters and correspondence. And, you know, she would write over and over. First of all, something I didn't know until I read the book is it took years, literally years. I think it was almost 10 years before Mother Teresa was granted permission to go and do the ministry work that she wanted to do in um, Calcutta. And she she felt called to do it. She felt led to do it. But because she was, you know, in the, the hierarchy and the um, structure of the convent and under the authority of um, her leaders, her religious leaders, then she had to have permission to to do what she wanted to do. And so she would write and entreat and she would talk about the need and talk about how much she felt God was calling her to do this work and and the need that, that she saw that she could fulfill. And, you know, and she would get rejected and they would say, not now, or they'd say, not the right time, or you're not the right person, or sometimes they just didn't answer. And so she would write again and she would write again. And this went on for years where she was basically just presenting her case over and over and over. She had that much passion that she just wasn't going to quit until she got a yes. And you don't 
you don't find that level of perseverance if you don't have passion for what you're doing, right? If she hadn't been passionate about it, she'd gotten the first or the second rejection and been like, well, I'll just, you know, take it, carry out a ministry right here where I'm placed. And there's nothing wrong with that. But my point here is nobody accomplishes the extraordinary unless they have passion for what they're doing. So that was, it was a neat book to read just to kind of, to see that and to learn that. I had not known that until I read the book, but finally, 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 she gets granted permission and, you know, she gathers up some of the stuff that she needs and she moves into just this terrible um, section where, of the city where she's going to be carrying out her ministry. And, you know, when you read about the challenges that she encountered, this was not easy work. And, you know, constantly all of the the women who were with her and the others who were helping her in the ministry and even she herself faced, you know, disease themselves because they were working in terrible conditions. And, you know, a lot of times they didn't have the, the supplies that they needed and they didn't have food that they needed. And I mean, it was just incredibly difficult working conditions and, you know, dealing with the sickest people and people who weren't going to recover sometimes and um, trying to still, you know, stay upbeat and positive and uplifting and um, caring for them. And you don't go through those, that level of hardship voluntarily, because remember she signed up for this. In fact, she had to, to work and use her influence for like 10, almost 10 years to get to the point of being able to carry this out. And you, you don't voluntarily go through that level of suffering for the work that you're doing unless you're passionate. And there again, people want to follow a passionate leader. You think of how many people she has inspired through uh, to follow it in her footsteps just because of the passion she had for what she was doing. So a couple of things. Once you identify your your personal cause, your mission, right, whatever that is, and your passion and align that with your your calling and your purpose, everything else kind of falls into place. Now, not necessarily easy. It might be you might have a Mother Teresa moment where you have to really, really work to get to do what you're passionate about. But you won't have to worry about finding a, a job, quote unquote, because you're living a, a dream. I remember it's been some time ago, but somebody once asked me, they're like, well, how, um, how long is your workday? Like, how long do you do what you do every day? And I had to think about it. And I'm like, I can't really answer that because I just get up and I do what I do all day and then I quit. But I don't have like a nine to five schedule where here, this is where I work. Um, because every part of my day is activities that hopefully are, are moving me forward, but that might, it's not well-defined in the sense of I only work on work stuff from nine to five, and then I can do laundry and cook dinner, right? Um, my day is much less structured than that, but I also tend to work, quote unquote, much longer than someone who's in a job because it's just I'm passionate about doing it, right? And it's just so easy to be thinking about it all the time and um, working on little bits and pieces or coming up with new ideas or capturing new ideas or working on content or, you know, all of the things that go on in my head, even when I'm not physically sitting down in my office, like today I'm recording podcasts and obviously that is work 
um, considered work. But before that, you know, even the time when I was running this morning, I was thinking about the podcast and the topics that I was going to be recording and, you know, thinking of the stories that I wanted to share with these points and, and that sort of thing. So technically, that's work time too, even though physically I wasn't here at, at the, you know, in front of my computer. I'm actually out running around enjoying a beautiful morning. It was just simply gorgeous this morning. But is that work? right? Because I'm actively putting brain power onto what I'm going to be talking about. Maybe, maybe not. It's hard to say you're out working while you're running around by the lake. But, um, you know, if you consider all of the thought knowledge that goes into what I do, then I work much, much, much longer than an eight hour day. I'm just um, always thinking about, and I, I have way, way, way more ideas than I actually can implement. That's the, that's the thing about having great ideas. They just, aren't all going to get done. And so sometimes I have to shelve them and say, not now, or think about this later, but um, it's always exciting, right? But my point is, because you're you're in alignment, everything else falls into place. And you don't have to worry about how long am I working because you're passionate about it. Now, let me just point out, regardless of your formal position, whether you're working in a job or you're a stay-at-home mom, if your passion is to be a stay-at-home mother and your spouse supports that passion, then it's easy to be that absolute best version of yourself in that environment. You can be the best mother in the world to your children because you're not going to mind sacrificing sleep to stay up when someone is sick or you won't mind baking cookies for the, the cheering squad or making endless trips to pick up um, your little ones from Little League, right? Because you're in that role where you're called and you're fulfilling your calling and you're passionate about it. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to have days where you're not tired or stressed. That's with anything. That's life. But when you have passion about it, you don't consider it work. I think that's a good way to say that. When you're passionate about it, you don't consider it work. Um, you know, I tell people as an entrepreneur, you, you work much harder and you work far longer. And particularly in the beginning, when you're starting a, a new endeavor, a new business, and you're not seeing a lot of rewards of returns yet, right? You have to work hard, but you won't necessarily mind staying up late to work on a business plan or learning to design your own website because you won't care that you spend your spare time planning your website because you're excited about what you're doing. You're ready to launch it. Now, you you probably don't have a lot of trouble identifying what you're passionate about. Most people have a general idea um, of the things that they get excited about, right? Whatever excites you and makes you happy and makes you smile and gives you energy and, and whatever you are enjoying doing so much that you would pay to do it or you would do it for free is what you're passionate about. Now, some people know from a young age, some people, it does take more soul searching to discover it. But hopefully you're able to align your passion and your life's work in alignment with that. Now, you can absolutely be passionate about something that isn't in alignment with your God-given purpose, but that's not uh, a calling. That's a hobby, right? Teaching group fitness for me, you know, I loved it. I definitely was passionate about it, but but it really wasn't in line with the razor thin line where I feel like I can best contribute to the world. And while I so enjoyed helping people realize their potential in a physical environment, and number one, it, it's really tough to make a living doing something like that. It, and it, it really wasn't in the one, one razor lane that 
one razor sharp line that I feel called to give, but, but it was a hobby and it was a season and I enjoyed it. I was definitely excited about it and passionate about it. But at some point that season came to an end because I needed to dedicate more of my time and energy to focusing on the things that only I could do. And that's what I had a realization at some point that sure, I was great at, at teaching group fitness, but other people are great at it too. Whereas the work that I'm doing, these, you know, I, only I can tell my story, right? That's something that only I can do. And I need to spend more of the time doing things that only I can do. So just make sure that you're differentiating your hobbies from your purpose. Okay. A couple of thoughts on passion before we wrap up this podcast episode. Number one, passion produces energy. I touched on that a little bit, but when you're passionate, you will work far harder and longer because you're excited about doing it. Um, Conf uh, Confucius, a little quote here says, if you love what you do, you will never work another day in your life. And I love that. Number two, passion inspires others. Nelson Mandela said, there's no passion to be found in playing small and settling for a life that is less than the one you are capable of living. When other people feel your passion for your vision, they will get behind you and help you turn it into reality. One of the things that I so enjoy doing is volunteering with um, a nonprofit here in the Atlanta area that um, provides programs and services to survivors of human trafficking. And I'm awed by the story of the founder who she created this nonprofit a little over 20 years, I want to say 21, right at 21 years ago. And she has done an incredible job of building this organization from absolutely nothing. And, you know, she was like a, a teacher who just realized the need and got passionate about it. And she's been able to accomplish incredible things because her passion inspires other people. And she basically says, I'm going, who's with me, right? And she has been able to build an incredible um, organization that serves survivors of trafficking. And her passion is incredible. She is, is just, it's contagious, right? Passion is contagious. It's, it, it excites other people. It attracts other people because they feel that vision. And so many people, so many people settle in life. It's just sad. And those who don't settle for average or routine or comfortable have the fire and the enthusiasm and the joy in their lives. And other people like that. It, it inspires them. And number three, passion unleashes potential. According to Jean de la Fontaine, man is so made that whenever anything fires his soul, impossibilities vanish. And when you're passionate about what you're doing, you're far more likely to be successful because you see the roadblocks as simply roadblocks and not, you know, road closed. You just look for the detour because you're passionate about it. You're not going to let other things get in your way. You're just going to figure out how to go over them or around them or through them if that's what you have to do. But that's what passion will allow you to do. Passion enables you to say no to the good so you can say yes to the great. Because passionate women don't settle for average or routine or comfortable. They're looking for the fire, the enthusiasm, because that's where life becomes rewarding. Until next time.